took a break off last week, but um, we're back this week talking about Utah urban legends and creepy stuff from our state. And I believe Aaliyah did most of the research. Yeah, for this I have one. a lot for us <laughs> to talk about. I have so much stuff. I literally have like eight pages of research, so it's it's kind of maybe be a long one. We'll see how much I talk. Um, but I got a lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff too. And I, I know you research. Go on. I did a little. I did a little bit of just like the. I found a couple of weird stories that I thought okay. was kind of funny. So. Um... Uh, just like the, um, well, one of the weird facts I remember seeing, which is probably something you saw too, is did you read about when, I think it was the early 1900s when people were uh, doing stuff by the, the, when the lake, they were trying to put, basically they were trying to put whale. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I have heard of that. A, a whale, whale oil industry in Utah. And that's, I think they, because where the salt air is i think that used to have a lot more water too and people used to go swimming yeah. around there and everything so i think that mm-hmm. and i was driving the i associate with whales now like salt air area for some reason <laughs> which if you're not from the state it's a um building that's like a concert venue now i don't know what it used to be it used to be a train do you know dude i swear it used to be like an amusement park too Oh, really? I don't and, know. like, I, I don't know when. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it, and it looks crazy. I don't have know. you I been have there? to look into it a little there? more. I have been to a few shows there. Um, Not in a while. I've only been to, like, one inside, and then one that they did, like, outside, like, behind it. Oh, yeah. I think we did talk about that. There was Because we were like, yeah, they're big. Yeah. <laughs> they had it outside, and, like, why wouldn't they have it inside? It's such a cool venue. Yeah. Dude, and, like, that area, it smells so bad. Just, like, being yeah, outside, really it, it stinks so much. Lake effect. Yeah, it's in pretty gross. Utah in the summer, it'll smell like a salty, fishy smell. That's <laughs> the lake. Yeah, dude, if it, like, rains, yeah, it's gross. <coughs> um... Were they ever able to successfully put a whale in the Great Salt Lake? Did that I actually happen? don't remember. <laughs> I just remember the, reading the part of it, and I'm like, that I mean, it's salt water, but I don't think it would survive, honestly. I don't think, yeah, because there's, like, nothing think. in the Great Salt Lake, too. Yeah. Cause I it. think there's too much salt in it. Yeah, actually, there is, because I think you could, like, float it. Mm-hmm. But you won't float like that. But I, they had to create some kind of like train car that was a tank so that they can fit it on the train to get it from uh, the West Coast, I'm guessing. I can't remember the article, what the article said, but I think oh. it was the West Coast that they probably. Weird. Yeah, I, still, I don't know. <laughs> Those Victorian. Yeah, that's ideas. so weird. Yeah, I love it. What's some other weird stuff you looked into? Some other crickets. Well, obviously, we'll get into Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Yeah, I do have some um, stuff on Skinwalkers. The one that I'm really skeptical hearing when I was a kid has always been the Bear Lake Monster. I have heard of that one, too. I didn't really look into that one, though. So what did you find on it? 
Ishtar version of like the Loch Ness monster. And I don't see how, because okay. it's a lake, I don't understand how, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. Which for me, the Loch Ness monster, I always thought it was like a dinosaur that just kind of survived by living underwater. I thought so too, yeah. I've never but been to Bear Lake. Is it big? Have you been there? Either. I've yeah. never been there, yeah. Actually, I was... We're lame and have lived here our whole lives um, and have never been there. <laughs> yeah, there's i went there once for the first time a few years ago dude i went like in the middle of the summer and so it was just so fucking hot and i was like this sucks like i want to go home like a a little desert anyways but with buffalo so it's like it's not not really my jam i didn't see a seagull buffalo the whole time i was there i didn't see shit actually and then I was like, why are we here? Uh, like, let's go home. Yeah, but hot. the Bear Lake... Mo- I saw some birds, but, like, whatever. Some random birds. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the Bear um, Lake monster. So, this, so, it's supposed to resemble the Loch Ness monster, which, um, yeah, I just don't... I don't buy it. And I don't... I don't really know if I buy the Loch Ness monster, to be honest, either. <laughs> yeah, I'm really skeptical I don't know on that either. one. <laughs> Yeah, but I have heard stories that the way sir the got there was that um, open a portal somehow. When he was... No, <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, so, like, that's my favorite story. So if I'm going to believe in the Loch Ness monster, that's its origin <laughs> for me. It's from mm-hmm. Alistair Crowley, dude. We could do like a whole episode yeah. on Alistair Crowley. I feel like I think that would be fun. He's really fucked up, but I mean, it, he's it's he was, he's one he of those super fucked up. fucked up people, thing, but they're not like serial killer, completely disgusting. You know, what I mean, like still, <laughs> just those still odd very strange. Kind of like how yeah, fucked up and weird. <laughs> you know, fun to talk about. You know, campfires or something. <laughs> um. So yeah. and then. And this was always, and I'm gonna say this. Um, I don't want to offend anybody when I say it, but it's community in Salt Lake. That's a little people community that everybody's always talked about, mm-hmm. and it's just a closed gated. Well, it's, I think it's gated. I don't know if it's gated, but it's in um, like. No, upper, you can actually um, you can go into um, it. Oh, you can, but the legend yeah, was it's, it's like they're it's like the they're the which is really messed up is vicious hobbits living in a community of tiny houses on on this this road yeah the hobbits are magical evil creatures who worship the devil so obviously it's someone who uh that, that lives here which we'll talk about too um that wrote this article i'm guessing yeah but it's messed up i don't like that story because yeah. i think that they just you know demonized a p- community people just wanted to have their own community base Dude, for sure. No, I believe it's like a bird sanctuary now. Really? Sorry, there was all what? these houses and stuff, wasn't there? Wasn't there a bunch of houses? Okay, so in there I've at one been point? there. Like, I... Yeah, yeah, I went there once and when I, thought... I was a teenager because we like heard like the story of it. Uh huh. It's just like a, and like a little housing. It was community. just like, yeah, and like, 
people are upset that people go there all the time to like disturb the people who did live there i don't know if people live there now um but like a lot of people would go in and try to like look into the houses and like go on all the property and whatever and so the people who live there did get really upset about it but i i'm almost certain that it's not like a a living community anymore it's just like a animal sanctuary or something huh like a nature path maybe or something yeah maybe. yeah i know because it's Cause um oh go on across from the college I was just going to say, it's right gonna... across from Westminster College, so I, I maybe it, like, they own it for something at the school, but I don't, I don't know. Makes sense, too. Something, maybe. Well, he said it's not, there's not even houses there anymore, so. <laughs> I don't know. When, so when I went, it was a long time ago, and there was, but I don't know if anything has changed, because I've never gone back. So, I, I don't know. So you were like, um, it didn't really interest me, so I never went kind of thing. For it didn't. And I went with, like, like I was probably, like, 13 at the time. And, like, I went with, like, my brother and my older cousins. And they were all, like, 16 and 17. And they're like, yeah, dude, like, we've been here. And this guy, like, pulled a gun out on us. And I was like, all right, first of all, that's really scary. So why are we going? Yeah. And, yeah, second of all, like, leave these people <laughs> alone. And they're like, nah, like, we're going to go. I was like, all right, whatever. And so it was really late at night. I think we had like went to like the Fear Factory haunted house and then wanted to go over to the. It, it was called Hobbitville, which is a really shitty thing, but that's what the name of yeah. the lore is. And um, yeah, and like I was probably super scared because it was really late at night and I was thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't like this. Like, if someone pulls a gun out on me, I'm not going to be very happy. I'm going to lose my mind. And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the car. Have fun. Right. Yeah, I'm not as natural things, but I'm not scared of them. I just. I would like to avoid them at all costs. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But yeah, that was that's a good one. I was gonna look into that one some more, but I didn't. So then there's also um, there's always Bigfoot encounters. I know Canyon has a lot of Bigfoot encounters. There was a video that came out a couple years ago um, that was like somebody that was just hiking in Provo Canyon and saw uh, like, really. Watch. And I know um, going towards I there's a whole area that whole section. I think in between. And then it might even be the Bear Lake area, because I think, isn't it, or which is the lake that connects into Idaho? Is it Bear Lake? I think it's Bear Lake. Um, but the Idaho, I've heard people tell stories, too, of that there was, um, they've had seen Bigfoots. There's one, um, uh, um, what is it, the Fanex, and there was this podcast mm-hmm. that I listened to that were there, um, and they were talking about, uh, like, paranormal stuff, too. And one of the people's stories is they were driving up and they to go visit family and they just saw like this thing like side like the rock face side like mm-hmm. like you know described as like a bigfoot kind of thing so that's obviously there uh-huh. those are everywhere i feel like anywhere <laughs> everywhere and anywhere yeah <laughs> yeah i agree you know maybe um I feel like the thing with Sasquatches, like, it could be 
easy like you could easily mistake an animal for it you know mm -hmm. and there's never any good think... clear photos or videos of bigfoot there's some crazy ones that i've seen actually but the other thing you got to think of too is like they're so hyped up and they're You know, anyone, you know, everybody's going to all out there and Yeah. But um, the other thing that I think of too is it's like a, kind of like, this may sound weird, but like an alien, but to our planet kind of thing, where okay, yeah. alien to our planet, so, so it's like a species of like kind of us kind of, because we're kind of our alien if you think about it but um yeah. <laughs> but it also has like more psychic intuitive abilities because i've heard like psychics that the, they have talked to like sasquatches you know mentally like or um Interesting. like they helped them when they're hurt like they're hurt thing and i've also heard stories of um like when you think about it and that this is maybe just something i've been thinking of lately is when people say or they can't find them or they're you know they're really elusive i think that they're opening portals and shit and going through portals yeah all right i could see That's that so that that would make sense psychic thing oh i think i lost oh. you okay Let's try this again. <laughs> right? Third time's the charm. Yeah. Bless your soul for having to edit all of us. It's like a, the minute that we just like talked for and then I'm just probably gonna throw that away. But so yeah, um, aliens. Anyways, my boss um, saw a um, her and her son saw a UFO coming back mm -hmm. from Salt Lake one time. I can't remember what time of night it was, but they're like, just the way it moved, it didn't, it didn't look like a plane. Like it kind of moved out funny. And then it it was just weird, so I was like, I, I buy it. It's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I totally believe in aliens. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're definitely not the only thing out here. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think of some other weird places around that has cryptids in this area, but I don't, I think I've, we'll just have to talk about uh, all the weird places that are still here. <laughs> Yeah, dude, like I said, I have a lot and I can get into that. And if it sparks anything in you that you remember something, feel free to bring it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we got a lot. And so the first two things I was going to talk about are actually in the Salt Lake City Cemetery. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I love Salt Lake City Cemetery. I think it's so pretty. Yeah, me and my best friend actually a couple months ago um, went walking around there. We went to lunch and then we ended up walking up. And we were like, you want to just go for a walk in the cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> and then we, I was kind of drawn to this um, headstone that was like by itself. And it was like an old weathered headstone. And um, it was just under a tree. So it was like, it was like on the curb by itself. So I was like, let's just sit here for a minute and chill. <laughs> it was it was weird. So it's just a cold cool place. It is. It's so big. Like there's just oh, so yeah. much to see. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about in the cemetery is the headstone of Lily E. Gray. Um, so all her headstone says is her name. Um, and then it has her date of birth and date of death, which is June 6th, 1881 to November 14th, 1958. However, um, they think that the 
date of birth is wrong on this. I think it's something else, actually, according to, like, hospital records. Um, but then the big thing on her headstone is that it says, Victim of the Beast 666. And that's it. There's nothing else on it. Um, I know. So it's always been, like, this legend that it was probably this girl that was possessed or something, right? Yeah, but yeah. There's been a lot of talk about it. Um, I went and saw it a few years ago just because I was curious, you know, and I wanted to go see it. And um, if you go and see it, like, there's always, like, coins on her grave or just, like, little, like, trinkets or whatever as, like, offerings, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where my one goth friend used to go uh, hang out with her friends. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on her grave. At least there was when I saw it, and it was a while ago, but I'm sure it's, like, a pretty, like, well-known thing in salt lake i think and so i know a lot of people go and see it out of curiosity and like i didn't have any attention of like leaving stuff when i went but it was after seeing everything i was like oh like i better do that like what if something bad happens if i don't <laughs> and then i was like all right so here's some coins and i was like we're good it's fine um, um i've never been there i've never found it actually it's really cool um i could send you the like um plot points for it and then at the like visitor center of the cemetery they have maps that shows all oh, the plot yeah. points so it's kind of hard to find and it's like not like a tombstone that sticks like out of the ground it's just it's flat like on the flat. ground yeah so it's kind of hard to see i went with two other people and I was like, I'm going to look over here, you go look over there, and you look over there, and then we found it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so some of the theories for why her gravestone says this. Um, so she was married to a man named Elmer Gray at the time of her death. And Elmer had a pretty big criminal record and had really strong opinions on the law and the government. Um. And so, some of the theories of it have, like, they involve Elmer. Um, some say that he was abusive, and he had, like, killed her, but I don't think that was ever proven. Um, and then Elmer also believed that the government was responsible for her death, and he was referring to the government as the Beast, which is why that was on her gravestone. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it was maybe because... Um, she so her autopsy um just said that she died of natural causes and so i don't know if he's referring to the government as of like maybe she or they couldn't afford like health care for her um and like they couldn't get the assistance that she needed and that's why she died um but isn't it like, crazy we're still dealing with that same shit like literally that yeah um, another theory is that Lily died on an accident on Highway 666. Oh, yeah, the one that goes up through, I think, um, where is that? Is that that's the one that goes, like, through the Four Corners, isn't it? It's like yeah, a, it's, like, in super... southern Utah, yeah. Yeah, I think we've, did we talk about that at one point? I think we have a little bit. I think we've touched on it, yeah, where, um, it's, like, they've had people that miss, have missing time, ufos uh yeah. spirits like a lot of truckers have had like uh phantom passengers all that kind of shit mm -hmm. i kind of want to drive down it but i kind of don't i'd be, be kind of scared honestly. I'd, a, I'd honestly get a rental car because i wouldn't want to fuck up my actual car yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Um, and then the other theory that i found was that lily was a follower of alistair crowley which obviously satan dude did he 
Is that Probably right? Satan though, Aleister Crowley. No, that we were just talking yeah. about earlier, right? It's yeah. more, um, it's uh, what is it? Kabbalic magic. Uh, like it's like a mixture of. Um, I don't know. He did a weird mixture of a bunch of different things, but we'll have to get an episode about. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. yeah I would love to. I think everybody makes that absurd assumption, but um, yeah, I don't think he's a Satanist. <laughs> yeah. So that was the other theory is that she was a follower of his, and maybe um, her husband thought that like that was to blame. Was that she like okay. looked up to Aleister Crowley? Um, but n- like none of these have really been confirmed as to why it's on there. We just know that she died of natural causes. Like nothing bad happened to her, so that would probably take away like getting murdered, like an accident, whatever. Um, but yeah, no one knows why that's there. And huh. I would love if someone could, like, if someone knows a lot about it. I know, right? Because I've been thinking should... about it for a long time. We could just have a seance and find out. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> so what's think, your story? Think in the graveyard in a seance. <laughs> what's your story, girl? <laughs> Tell me everything. Um, and then I chose one more, like, famous gravestone in Salt Lake City, the Salt Lake City Cemetery, and it's called Emo's Grave. <laughs> that sounds like a band name. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're changing the podcast name. Sorry, guys. The, Have you uh, heard of this one? I've heard of that one. Is it in that part of the cemetery? Is it that cemetery or is it the other one that's closer to the... Um, because I know the one that we're talking about doesn't have a lot of mausoleums, because that one's supposed to be said like a mausoleum type. This one is a mausoleum, yeah. Yeah, and the only cemetery, there's another cemetery that's like right across from the um, the U of U that actually has like a really cool like setup where it's like all these little mausoleums, and I've seen deer there one time. Oh, I've seen I deer was... in the Salt Lake City Cemetery before. Oh, yeah, there's always actually, a lot right. of deer there. There is a couple deer every once yeah. in a while there. yeah. Um, I don't know. It could be that one. I swear I read it was in like the um like Jewish the section of the Salt Lake City Cemetery. Huh, we'll have to go. But I could be out. wrong. Um, so Emo's grave belongs to a man by the name of Jacob Moritz. Um, he was a local businessman who ran a very successful brewery in Salt Lake City in the early 20th century. Um and I read so many articles and stuff trying to, like, figure out where the name came from. But I uh-huh. can't find where the name Emo came from for this grave. It's not I... his initials either. No, it's not. And so I, I don't know why it's called that. Um, I love it, though, honestly. Maybe because when this, they see his spirit come out of, like, to the light of, like, whatever light is shining in there it shadows it and makes it look like it's a swoop (laughs) (laughs) dude okay so i said so let me let me tell you like what the lore is so the lore of this uh mausoleum or grave or whatever is that if you lit a candle and walked around the grave three times chanting emo 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 and then peered into the crypt you would see emo's glowing red eyes staring back at you and when i read this i was like this is just me but if you do this, you see me in a mausoleum singing like a Thursday or a My Chemical Romance song. <laughs> While you're going around in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah, um, that's that's the lore for that one. I've never been to that, so maybe you all have to go check it out and see if it's true. Maybe I'll bring an emo offering and um, we'll see how it goes. Kind of right in the middle of Salt Lake City and Ogden. We used to go to the Ogden Cemetery all the time, and that one's yeah. a little creepier. I like that one a lot. The it's, Ogden it's, Cemetery, yeah. I think it's I think it's a lot older too. Yeah, I think so. Um, but like it has the tree aisle, like where you're walking down, and it's like a like a row of trees, mm-hmm. like huge ass trees that are kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. Um, but we went there a couple times at night when we were younger in like high school. Um, and speaking of uh, cemeteries as well, remember the, the, the TikTok I sent you about the Bed Bath and Beyond? Or <laughs> oh, yeah, where was that? Oh, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, there's just like, the... a private cemetery in this parking lot of, <laughs> of a, a Bed, Bed Bath, Bath and Beyond. Beyond. The beyond beyond section <laughs> i think that's so funny it's i used to work at bed bath and beyond so anything i see about bed bath and beyond cracks me up that's funny and so i'm gonna send it to like all my old co-workers and be like this is where we're gonna die <laughs> it had its grip on us too much <laughs> oh my god that's so funny yeah um I'm trying to think of any other uh cemetery stories that i've had i know from, um from... like with the ogden cemetery there's the big story of Flo and her yeah, grave. Flo, yeah. Where you shine the lights, the shine the lights at the headstones and then apparently she walks out. I guess, yeah. That uh, one, I've I, never I, done that either. I haven't either. <laughs> I'm not an urban legend type person. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, man, like let's do it. And then when the time comes, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to fuck around with a ghost today, so maybe not. Let's not do that. I mean, we can now, knowing what I know and, like, how, you know, all that yeah. stuff. So we could totally go try it now. Yeah, and I just won't be some, like, dumbass fucking kid who's, like, Teenager. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There's also, apparently, the, I think that they said there was a witch buried there, too, wasn't there in the Ogden Cemetery. Oh, I haven't heard that. Or maybe not. Maybe that was somewhere else. That'd be cool. I can't remember. Um... um what was the next stories that you found so my next one i want to talk about and i kind of feel bad talking about this but i'm like whatever because the people who own this place hate being talked about and getting traffic but we're not going to promote very much traffic to this place (laughs) so it's fine (laughs) but it's fun time daycare in salt lake city yeah yeah. I wanted to know what the situation was at. It's like that weird little place. It's like on a corner in the main and like in the city and you're like Yeah, I- it's so it's on um like 1300 south and 300 east, I believe. Uh-huh. Um it's just like a little east of the Bees stadium. Um, it just it doesn't look like it's ever like there's anybody there. <laughs> dude, it's so like run down looking and it's so it's like right by my tattoo shop and so I drive by it all the time. Like I drove by it like 2 <laughs> days ago. And every time I drive past it, I'm looking at it to see if there's anyone there. And there never is. Well, actually, one time I have a picture of someone, like, in the playground area. It looked like a construction worker, maybe. (laughs) But that is the first time I have ever seen a person, like, in or around this daycare. What if they just like you know how um you can play music outside and they they used to at schools how they played the announcements outside and stuff where they're yeah. just like pumping out and it was like kids playing a playground sound but there's like no kids in the playground Ew, that'd be scary <laughs> that'd be really creepy that'd be a lot creepier than it is right now yeah and so 
in this daycare, like, it's surrounded by houses. Like, there's houses all over this area. Uh-huh. And a lot of locals have even said, too, like, I I've never seen people there. Um, so that's, like, the big thing of it. And so I read a Vice article on it, actually. A bi- um, it made it to Vice. Dude, it made it to a Vice article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. I clicked on it, and I was like, Vice? For real? That's um, crazy. But in the article, so this is what it said. And so it said, a user claimed to be a letter carrier who had been inside the daycare and said it was fully functioning. The only strange thing is, is that no matter what time of day I showed up with their mail, it always seemed to be nap time. Another user claimed to know someone who broke into the facility out of curiosity and found one room with a chair facing a TV displaying a live video of another room in the building weird very weird so this person was um like a mailman and has been inside but it's always quiet and i guess nap time who is they usually there like is it an old lady i don't is know it a man that's what like you know when you're delivering mail i mean yeah if he knows that it's nap time he would have went in there and isn't there a number on the outside of the building like to call or like yeah uh, um, I don't know. There might be. I could have sworn there's like some kind of signage that has like a phone number or something. There could be. Um, Weird. But some of the theories for this place, it's like uh, undercover, like FBI, like hideout spot or like a hideout spot for the CIA. Um, there's an elevator in there that goes all the way down to some yeah. kind of bunker slash <laughs> laboratory military <Yeah>. base. <laughs> Um, another theory is that it's being used for organ harvesting. So that's great. Whoever's wandering in that area, they just snatch them off the street. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that place, it's, it's strange. And yeah, like I said, the owners have come out and have been like, stop talking about us. Like, well, then tell us, us the truth. Yeah, people <laughs> want to know. People want to know. Let I'm like, y'all know. are acting really guilty right now. So just tell us. Just let us, if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so curious. And like I said, like, it is on my way, like on the same street as my tattoo shop. And so every time I drive by it, I'm like, what is going on in there? I just want to know. Crazy. Yeah, I, I wanted to know for a while. I've read that art. Not the Vice article, but I've read some, like, other things about, like, Salt Lake City places, and that was on it. Or it might have been, like, a Reddit, like, thread about, like, weird places or haunted places in Utah. And I remember that always comes up, because I'm like, yeah, what is with that place? But I guess we'll never know. I I don't know. I would love to find out one day. Um, Next place I'm going to talk about is Kay's Cross. Oh, yeah. I've never been there, but I, I, because I've never known which area it is. Is it across from that little park that has like the castle looking motif and then like the wooded wooded area? Is that where it's at or where is that? I don't know. I've never been to it either. Oh, okay. Because it's like kind of a hike to get to it, isn't it? Like it's kind of like deep in a wooded area. That's what I've heard, but I've heard it's just like kind of in a neighborhood, the back of a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, and so this is in uh, Kaysville, Utah, which is really weird because Kaysville, Utah is a very, like, quiet, like, kind of small place. Like, nothing really happens in Kaysville. Like, mm-hmm. there's never a reason to go to Kaysville. <laughs> you drive through it to get places. Honestly, yeah, you drive through Kaysville. Sometimes <laughs> right, I go to I Kaysville to get, night. like, Apollo Burger sometimes, but other than that, <laughs> I don't go there <laughs> um so Kay's cross the the story is a polygamist who owned the land on the cross um had seven wives and killed all seven of them um with six of them being buried around the cross and one being buried standing upright in the base of the cross um yeah. and he encased her heart in the center of the cross and then hung himself on the cross his crimes so that's the story it's obviously very dark and like i don't know it's kind of cool it's not cool because people died but it's kind of cool it sounds really legendary so you don't know if it's real or not you know what I it mean? does yeah and so because oh, where's on. the cross <laughs> yeah where's so the there's this? pieces of the cross that oh, wow, are there yeah. But the whole cross is not there anymore. Um, can you get to this place, or is it somewhere it's like on private? No, property? You, you you can get there. I think. Huh. Yeah. Um. So in the 1980s, the Satanic Panic was going on, and they think that this attracted a lot of people to go to the cross and caused rumors of Satanists using the cross as an altar for rituals and sacrifices. Um. So that built, like, a lot more lore around it, too. Especially in Utah, Kaysville, Utah. No one wants a bunch of satanic kids going out into the woods and doing rituals. I know, right? They have their own yeah. that they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the 90s, so the cross was blown up. But no one knows why or how. Um, Did they so find they're... a skeleton in it? I don't think so. I didn't read okay. anything about it. So I think that's fake, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is still pieces of the cross there. I think, like, the base of it, like, the bottom part of it is still there. Um, And you can go see it. But um, other than that... um, I think that they had, like, a Halloween, like, outdoor thing around there one time, didn't they? Maybe. Like a, I don't like know. A, like a pop-up ponce or something. Yeah, maybe. Like, I think it sounds sounds about right. I think they did it like a couple years ago or something, but yeah. I never went. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They did do that. That was the thing in like the, is it called like K's Hollow or something? Yeah, I think they did like K's, I think they called it K's Cross or K's Hollow or something like that. Yeah. But there's, there's also a hollow place up in the Layton area that supposedly like has like a water. Um, mm, Hobbs Hollow. Yeah, and apparently yeah. Like, the story is that people drowned there from partying or something like that and, like, went into the water to swim and then, you know, drowned because they were drinking. Yeah. And they haunt that area or something. I've never been there, but I've always wanted to kind of go check it out. It's a little spooky up there. And, like, I what don't know, maybe, maybe you know it's spooky because, what? 
we could do like an Instagram live and go check out these places. <gasps> that would be so fun. <laughs> we should totally try to plan Dude, that one of these days. I'm so down. Dude, or like record the podcast at one of these places. Yeah, let's do like a, so we could do just like a, um, you'll just log in on your phone to in, on Instagram live and like whoever's listening to the podcast, they could just come watch us on the Instagram live. That go would be to these so places. fun. That would be fun. Just do like a tour, a mini tour. Okay, dude, I am totally gonna think people would be into and will watch yeah, and we should sure. go walk around and do it because that we would should. be so fun. I mean, we would have to stop after, because I think it only lets you record, like, 30 minutes or something on Instagram Live, and then we just start a new one, and then, yeah, you know, and then obviously not record on the way to certain places, because that'll take a minute, but, yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. We should try to yeah. do that. I'm so down. Um, but, so, because the Case Cross was around for a long time, like, my mom and my aunts, they all have stories of, like, going to, um, and, like, people would, like, have parties around it or whatever, um, but yeah, so it I must be kind of out there then because it Dude, can't yeah, be too I close don't know. to neighborhoods. I do know there is a Ghost Adventures episode on Case Cross. Huh. Yeah. I refuse to watch that show, but I'll have to try to find it. <laughs> um, you want to hear a crazy story? So this, this is the same road trip we were coming, me and my mom were coming back from either Wyoming or California. I can't remember which one. I think it was a trip we went, either way, we were coming back through that area, kind of like Caysville latent mm-hmm. area not quite to the Farmington but before that we were still in like I don't remember which area but we saw some weird ass fires on the side of the road just random oh. like in the brush kind of thing because it was kind uh-huh. of summer time yeah and then in that area we were driving by it was nobody there it must have been we were coming back from Wyoming because we were coming back to like the Ogden area you know that mm-hmm. canyon area so um there was like a dude on the side of the road like facing the neighborhood area but he was just like standing out there in the road i don't know if he was like out there peeing or something but uh-huh. he was like you could see him on the freeway like off the side of the freeway like by you know the you know how there's like those walls of like concrete or whatever so it like yeah. dampens the noise but it was so weird it was like three in the morning ew it was really creepy <laughs> yeah i don't like that yeah, I didn't either. Spooky. I'm not um, okay. I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm not one of those people that's gonna pull over to help you on the side of the road. I'm gonna be. Oh, honest. dude, absolutely not. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'll call somebody for you and keep my doors locked and my windows open and talk to you through that. Yeah. But I or I won't even pull over. I'll just. Call. I will not let you yeah, get in my I car. Will not, I will not pick you up. I will not open my window. I will not. Yeah, there's no I'm, way. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, very dude. I'm the exact same. I do not <laughs> trust people. Unless I know you, then you know. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. No random um, strangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my next one. This is probably my favorite Utah story. Um, and then just in case, like thing, like stuff like this bothers anyone, I do talk a little bit about like, um someone getting sexually assaulted as well as tortured and murdered. Um, so that's all in the story. And you said um, this is your favorite story? Okay, look, this is a really close to home one. This is in Ogden, so this is where I like grew up, you know. And I, my best friend has some strange close ties to it, which I think is really cool. 
and it's yeah, just like it's intense like so with the content you just said it's kind of sad that they have ties to that <laughs> i know um so this is the hi-fi shop murders oh, that okay. happened in yeah. ogden this the was 70s? april yeah april 22nd 1974 um really sad so story, yeah it is a really sad story but i do think it's really intense i think it's it's not fun but it's it's like kind of fun in a morbid way it's a it's a fun piece of uh, crime history in Utah. We'll put it that way so I don't sound as weird. So, the Hi-Fi Shop. This was a home audio store in Ogden, Utah. And it used to be on Washington Boulevard, which if you grew up in the area, you know Washington Boulevard was the place to be, especially in the 70s. Um I think it's it not... was still. I think it was still the high five shop up until like the early two thousands. Still, wasn't so it? there is still a high five shop. It's just okay. moved. Yeah, okay. it's on it's not um, the original location. Yeah, it's on like Riverdale in nineteen hundred, like that okay. kind of like Roy area. Um. So the story of this. So like I said, April twenty second, nineteen seventy four. Three men by the name of Pierre Del Selby. William Andrews and Keith Leon Roberts um, entered the hi-fi shop just before closing time. And they took Sherry Michelle Ansley, who was 18, and Stanley Walker, who was 20, into the basement of the store and tied them up so they could begin robbing the store. Um, Oh, hold on. Okay. At the time, or at this time, a 16-year-old by the name of Courtney Naisbitt came into the store and he wanted to thank Stanley for letting him park his car in their parking lot while he went into some neighboring stores to like run some errands or whatever. And he was also taken into the basement and tied up. So some time goes by and Oren Walker, who was Stanley's dad and Carol Peterson Naisbitt, who was Courtney's mom, they both came to the store because their kids haven't been home yet, and so they were worried about them. And they were taken hostage and tied up in the basement as well. Um, so now we have the five people who were held hostage um, in this basement. And while they were in the basement, um, the men, they forced them all to drink Drano. Um, and so this caused like burns and blisters, um, internally and externally on the victims. Like it made like their mouths like get all blistered and gross. And so they tried like duct taping their mouths together, but like their skin was just so fucked up that it, it, the tape wouldn't stick to it. Um, so everyone's freaking out and screaming and Oren Walker he was the last person to be given the Drano. And so he saw the way it had affected everyone else. Um, and so he made sure not to swallow it and just like let it run out of his mouth. Uh-huh. Um, but he acted like it was bugging him. Um, what, that's so sad. That guy's eyes. Like watching like, so he watched his son drink it and like have these reactions to it. And then as well as all these other people and he had to try to like do the opposite. Um, so the three men who came in to rob the store, they were upset that this wasn't killing them right away. 
And so Pierre, he got a gun and he shot Carol and Courtney Nesbitt in the back of their heads. Um, however, this didn't kill Courtney. And then he shot and killed Stanley Walker as well. Um, it's messed up. Very fucked up. And then a little bit goes on and he takes, sorry, Pierre takes Michelle Ansley, um, I believe, into like a bathroom or like a different and repeatedly raped her until he eventually shot and killed her. And according they to all of them, right? Yes. And I'll oh, get okay. into that too. <clears throat> and so according to Orrin Walker, who who he lived throughout all this, um, he said Michelle Ansley's last words were, I'm too young to die um, before she was shot and killed. That's sad. Yeah. And so, like I said, Orrin Walker, he was still alive at this point, And um, Pierre tried to strangle him with like a wire, um, but it didn't work. And so when that didn't work, he took a ballpoint pen and inserted it into his ear and kicked it. Um, and this, like, ruptured his eardrum. I think I read, like, it was at an angle to where, like, it came out, like, his jaw or something. Like, I don't know for sure exactly, but it, it fucked him up. Um, and so the three men left the store and Orrin Walker survived and Courtney Nesbitt survived. Um, they both, like, went on to live for a while after all this happened. And so, like you mentioned, they did catch the three men. And the way that this happened was, so these three men were <clears throat> in the Air Force and they were living on Hill Air Force Base. Um, and this is where I want to talk about my best friend and her family a little bit. Um, she had told me that her aunt was, like, dating and seeing one of these guys um, oh, crazy. Yeah, and her family was not, like, stoked about it. They said that whoever, she, my friend didn't know which one it was, and I didn't ask her the name, um, but she said that their family had said that he was really, like, off-putting and just, like, really strange to be around, and then this happened, and so they're like, oh, yeah, like, we knew let's, it. <laughs> let's not do that, and so... Yeah, the men, they were eventually captured um, on Hill Air Force Base. I believe, like, the police found, um, like, boxes or equipment from the hi-fi shop in a local dumpster on the base. And so it kind of pointed them into the right direction. Um, and all three of the men, I believe, were... Um, what the fuck is the word? Lethally injected in oh, wow. jail. And that's how they died. But yeah. That's my brief story on the hi-fi shop. Um, yeah, like so I they, said, that one is just so close to home. Um, they moved the, so... so they moved the shop. There's there's something there still now. I know it's there. I can't remember. It's like a, I want to say like an auto shop or something, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure, though, like what it is now. But it, the building is still there? I think so. And has anybody like said there's any like haunting activities? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't really look into, like, the paranormal stuff of it, huh. or just, like, the crime. However, I'm sure there is. Oh, yeah, there has to be. Yeah. Um, um 
there's okay. a couple other places in Ogden I know of too that are super like haunted if we're getting to like paranormal stuff is there's yeah. the train station obviously where they hold, yes. hold a um I think they used to hold every Halloween they used to do like a overnight where you can pay to stay and like walk around at night and oh like, that's cool I know fun. now they do like a day of the dead themed like night or like party there oh cool um, yeah, and then in 2020, I was supposed to get married, and we were actually going to get married there. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and I was like, dude, for, like, table center pieces, like, we should print out, like, ghost stories to, like, put, um, like, on the table, because we were getting married the right? day before Halloween. So, it's like, <laughs> we got to play into, like, all the ghost stuff. That'd be cool. But that never happened, so... They have, um, I know there's this one place that I don't remember how we got in co- contact with it, but when it was like when we were, I was in high school, me and my best friend and a couple of our other high school friends and mm-hmm. one of their moms, um, we went ghost hunting at this little, this like old, I think it was like a cannery or a factory of some sort oh, okay. um, that these people owned and we're just doing tours and stuff. Um, one time in high school, our, um, one of our instructor or like our teachers that we, was there that, um, we would have these days where we'd, we would do a day, one day where we would do like, um, like a work activity at there. And then the mm-hmm. next we would do like an outing or we'd go somewhere or do something. So we walked around all over um, like 25th street and went to all like the old haunted places that are like the Ben Loman hotel, which I think is yeah. different now. Apparently there's a whole floor there that they've like blocked off because it's, yeah. been, it's so bad. Yeah. I like, heard that. My psychic friend, who's the comedian who always comes down and always plays in Ogden, um, said that she was told not to go to one of the, that room or that floor or something. Really? She, yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, it was, it was crazy." So. Yeah, um, I I I went to the Ben Lemon Hotel once. Um, they do they do like weddings there, or at least they used to, and so I was there mm-hmm. for a wedding, and I was young, and I was with like my cousins or whatever. We were bored at the wedding. And we're like, yeah, like, let's go explore the hotel. Like, we know it's haunted, you know? Yeah. And we're like, we'll take the the elevator all the way up to the top floor. Because, like, the story of the Ben Loman was a lot of people had, like, jumped out of the hotel to commit suicide. Uh-huh. And so, like, the, like, top floor or whatever was, like, the scary floor. I was like, yeah, like, let's go do it, you know? And so we get up to the top floor, the elevator doors open, and, like, we all get out and, like, look around and you know we were kids and like scaring ourselves or whatever and we're like all right like let's go like I don't I don't want to be up here anymore so we get back in the elevator and push the button to try to go down but the doors would not close oh wow like we were stuck up there and the doors of the elevator would not close and there was like a fire escape like the stairs and stuff but they were pitch black and I was like "Mm nope I'm pretty sure I started crying, and I got my brother, and I was like, call mom, like, tell her we're stuck, like, something bad is gonna happen. I think we eventually, like, got the elevator doors to close and went back down, but, yeah, that was spooky. That would be super spooky. Yeah. Um, And then all the places that have businesses on 25th Street all have a basement access that goes to the tunnels. To the tunnels, yeah. Yeah. Um, I talked to a guy, um... He was a bartender at the Lighthouse, which is on 25th Street, and uh-huh. they have, like, access to the tunnels, or, like, it's, like, um, like, bricked up, but you can't, so you can't get into it, but we were talking to him about it, and he was, like, yeah, like, I won't even, like, go down. That was, like, their storage room. But, yeah. Yeah, he was, like, I won't go in there. So I was, like, yeah, I don't blame you. 
Yeah, that would be creepy. When I worked um, downtown at the museum in Salt Lake, there was a, it's right across from the, the county building, uh-huh. you know, the city and county building, the old yeah. building. And there's, um, there was a basement and then there was a sub-basement and in the sub-basement there was like this door that would go, I think that one of them connected to go underground under the street to that building. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, but there's just like, it was a really creepy, the sub-basement was always really creepy. Yeah. Basements are just always creepy. Yeah, they always And then add them being very old and like concrete and dirt and then they're extra creepy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tunnels. Tunnels are really creepy as it is too. Oh, absolutely. I know um, around Halloween time um, they actually do tours of what's still left of the tunnels in Ogden. Oh, cool. And so like they'll take you down into it and like they'll have like a like a psychic or whatever like who does the tours and stuff and will like be interactive with like the people and the ghosts and everything um oh, cool yeah i'd like to check it out i've heard it's really cool yeah that sounds like fun i want to do yeah. that yeah yeah that'd be way fun we also have two haunted actually haunted haunted houses in utah the we do yeah fear, do you want to talk about those yeah, we have Fear Factory, which um, was an old cannery, I believe. Um, and there was just a lot of accidents that happened there. And they turned that into a, a haunted attraction. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mental institution that they turned into uh, another haunted house. Yeah, and so in that one, Asylum 49, I believe it's still like a like active like assisted living home. Oh, really? I didn't and know so, that. Yeah, because that, that's another one I've been to. I've been to a lot of these things. I tried to talk about some things that I've been to. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a, like still assisted living home. And they will, I think, sometimes try to get like some of the people who live there to like take part of the haunted house and stuff. Or like, that's at least of what I've heard. If you want to live here, you have to work. <laughs> yeah. However, I know a lot of crazy old people and have met a lot of crazy old people. I don't know if I trust that. That would be a little spooky. That would be spooky. Um, okay, what's our next story that we have? My next one is we're going to talk about some of the culty things that Mormons do. <laughs> um. let's ask everybody for a percentage of their paycheck and then also have offshore accounts that we can put that money and claim that we still need that money (laughs) i have some wonderful things about their tithing to talk about um so Um, so if you've been to utah you know that you can't easily buy alcohol no um, at a certain percentage because it barely got up to five percent right and at bars they used to have um an area where they had to go behind to pour the alcohol from Mm -hmm. the bottle because they couldn't have families seeing it in front of them because that would just shatter their whole world (laughs) yeah um there's a lot of things that you can't do in utah thanks to the lovely LDS big, church we have here. Um, big religion is what I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, there is no separation of church and state from here, um, as much as people like to say it. And I, I'm trying to like not like bag on someone's religion. However, but when they're 
they're kind of like have a stranglehold on a whole society that even though there's a percentage that doesn't belong to that you know what yeah. I mean there's yeah. a problem and when it's affecting politics as well it's a problem <laughs> yeah so I'm going to say the things that I would like to say and I am sorry if I don't think anyone who is Mormon listens to this no I don't think so but if you do if this is what you believe in yes I do think you're kind of crazy however what you believe in doesn't affect me in any way whatsoever that's just what I, I want to talk about it it's a little it's a little strange um and then like a lot of people are escaping now too so welcome. they are <laughs> yes <laughs> welcome to the real world <laughs> the thing so with like growing up in utah the majority of my friends growing up were mormon um now like not so much but in like elementary school and whatever they were i don't know if you had the same experience too yeah there were some of them yeah yeah um but like i had some friends whose parents like wouldn't let me go into their house or like be or like hang out with their kids anymore if they found out i wasn't like going to church and stuff Uh uh-huh and i was like really like i'm eight years old you think i care that like about this like you care that much about it you know um did did your friends ever make you go with them though because i had one time that i went and it was weird dude yeah if i was like hey like i want to have a sleepover and it was like a saturday they'd be like okay but you have to go to church with me um tomorrow and i did it (laughs) once with one of my mormon friends and i never did it again i did it a a lot with one of my catholic friends however though and it was fine because when i would go to church with her it was all in spanish and i don't understand a lick of spanish i was like mm-hmm. whatever like i'll go hang out with you so that was fine but the mormon one mm-mm. It's, it's like a performance the catholic church mass is like a performance yeah. <laughs> there's costumes there's incense there's, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff <laughs> the mormon ones though are weird um Mormon church is strange. That little cup of bread and water. Yeah. Dude, and like, I got, in uh, in high school, I got tricked into going to this, like, party at, like, Weber State for, it was like a New Year's Eve thing. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I don't have plans. Like, I'll go, I'll go hang out with you, sure. It was like a church party. Huh? They lock you guys in overnight. <laughs> No, I was like, oh. we need to leave. Dude, and so, like, I didn't know that. And so I walk in, and, like, high school was, like, my peak goth phase, honestly. And so I'm, like, dressed up in my fucking goth fit, you know, to go to this party. Like, even though it was just, like, a, like a teenager thing, I was like, I still gotta, like, look good. And I get there, and my friend is like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, a, a church, like, ward party or whatever. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, you didn't tell me that before you picked me up from my house. I was like, none of these people like me. Because like I'm I was the weird kid, especially at that party. Like I was the Same. outcast there. <laughs> and so I was Same. like, God, I want to go home so bad. Luckily I found a group of friends in like junior high and high school. So yeah. or, you know. Yeah, I definitely found some people. But it's who... hard to find friends if you're not part of the, you know, the whole thing. It is. Yeah. Um, anyways, I fucking started ranting. So Mormons. 
This was founded in, I believe, like 1820 or 1830 by Joseph Smith, um, who I don't like that guy at all. Yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> he's a creep. And so Joseph Smith was told by either like an angel or God, I don't know which one, that he needed to be a polygamist. And that's the big association with Mormonism <laughs> is polygamy. That's the craziest thing. So he just, you know, he made all this shit up just to like have that kind of power and stuff. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And so, and then he was married already too at this point when he was told that he needed to be a polygamist. And so he had to tell his wife, like, hey, I'm going to start seeing other people, but you have to, like, you can't be nice to her. Yeah. And so I believe he had 40 wives. And they were between the ages of 14 to 56 years old. Gross. Wonderful. And some of these women and children uh, were already married. And so he had to marry people who were already married as well. Um, (laughs) So I don't, do you know, like some of the stuff they do, like in like the temple or whatever? Apparently the um the is it the underwear that's uh fire retardant? I've heard that story. <laughs> what? The the their their underwear is like yeah. um, this magical underwear or some shit that they wear over their underwear. Is that right? Yeah. They're called garments. <laughs> but one of my friends was like, Yeah, I was talking to this friend. She says that apparently it's like fireproof material or something. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, that's so great. Um, so in in Utah now, there is still like polygamous communities. Yeah, like the um, outskirts. And sometimes those people wander into town and it's like right out of scene out of big love. Dude, I saw a whole group of sister wives in Salt Lake City the other day. Really? We went yes. to that concert? Um, I don't remember what I was out there for. It could have been for that, actually. Oh my god, um, that's crazy. They but must yeah. have to restock. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny. My um my sister-in-law, my boyfriend's sister, um, she fucking gets a kick out of seeing polygamists like out in the wild because you can tell like the way they dress. Oh yeah. Um Straight so every out of the 1800s, dude. Yeah, every time I see him, I'm an asshole and I fucking like take pictures of him and video of it so I can send them to her. <laughs> but dude, no joke. There's like eight of them. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Anyways, so um, yeah, there are still polygamists in Salt Lake City, and while you can't like legally be married to multiple people, you can. I believe this is what I think too. I've, I've just this is just what I've heard. Um, you can get sealed to, like, people in the temple. Like, that's what they call it, is getting sealed. And that's... Um, to avoid those marriage taxes. <laughs> yeah. And Let's so, getting sealed is eternal marriage as well as marriage in the afterlife. And so I think it's it might be the sealing process. I don't Like I said, I don't really fucking know. But they're given, like, the bride and the groom i guess are given different names that are meant to be used once they die in the afterlife and they have to find each other by calling out that secret name that was given to them call me by my name call me by your name call me by that name that i just got (laughs) (laughs) um 
Did you see that one lady that's on TikTok that has done a lot of like videos and stuff, and she actually has the clothes that she, that they wear? Yeah, and she and she does like it's like one was like, "Oops, I did it again" or something because like, yeah. people are getting pissed, and they're like, "That's funny." Dude, <laughs> I love diving into like ex Mormon TikTok. <laughs> right, I love it. Um, have you seen the like handshake they do in the temple? No, I haven't. Have you heard of it? I've heard they have like a yeah, a secret one. Yeah, so there's like allegedly a handshake. And there's like this video. I don't know how legit it is, but it's like a dude in the temple who I'm assuming has this camera hidden on him, but it shows <laughs> these people doing this handshake. It's like some dog, you know, like <laughs> Wait, is it is it the handshake from the parent trap? <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking weird. Again, that I've asked, like, like I said, I still, I don't really have more reference anymore. But what I did, I've asked people, like, is this true? Um, but you have to be recommended by your bishop to be able to go into the temple, I believe. Um, you can't just, like, go in there. You have to work your way to get there. Yeah. And um, there's like racism in there. There's a bunch of stuff that's going. Yeah, on and there. I was I was gonna talk in talk about like some of the racism and sexism that's rooted into into this religion. Um, so well, one yeah, of the it's more of a cult though when it comes to this when you're controlling absolutely. people's lives to a T. The fact can't that, do this, can't do this, can't do yeah. this. But we're gonna secretly do all this. The fact you know that I mean? people ha- like escape it like that alone is when, a, when they're saying that they're escaping it then it's yeah. not it, you know what i mean if they're that's how they're describing it, if they're we escaped or we left we have like it's very dramatic or they got kicked out that's another thing yes. that's really weird it's like ooh, it's like yeah it's this very is very strange. culty yeah um so mormons they believe in three levels of heaven um so the first level is called the telestial kingdom um, and this is the lowest kingdom of heaven with, there's no God there, but I believe there are angels there. Um, and I, this is where I'm guessing like bad people go, like not very good people. Um, but not the worst kinds. Cause there's something else for that. And I'll talk about that in a second. But wait, there's <laughs> but wait, more. There's more. <laughs> The second level is called the terrestrial kingdom or terrestrial. I don't fucking know. Um, That's the second level. And this is for, this is in quotes, honorable people and lukewarm Mormons. Which I don't know what that means. Warm. <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> I'm guessing that's all the kids I went to school with that said they were Mormon, but I saw what they did. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what they did. Exactly. We all knew those kids in school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this kingdom, there's no god, but the sun is there. Um so like Warm. warmer. <laughs> warmer. Yeah. And then top tier heaven is the celestial kingdom. Um, this is where God is, and this is like the goal for Mormons is to reach this kingdom of heaven. This is, like, where you want to be, I guess. So if you had one too many uh, sodas or you accidentally tried caffeine, hot caffeine, then you're... You're fucked. <laughs> you're not going there. You know what's really funny? Um, So that's a thing Mormons believe in, is you can't drink, like, caffeine and whatever. 
But wait, no, it's weird. It's like they can drink caffeine because I've seen them chug them out and do like crazy. Dude, yeah, like, and so that's so- what I I was gonna say in Utah. I don't know if this is a in other states, but in Utah, there's like soda bars everywhere. Um, everywhere they had soda bar wars. Dude, there is. There's like like fizz is like the big one, which I'll be honest, I fucking love it. Like I think it's so fucking good. Um, but it's like coffee shops basically, but instead it's soda with like different like you can put syrups in it yeah (laughs) and those are all run by mormons which makes no sense if they can't drink caffeine so i don't get it and that money just all goes back into the machine yep god damn it um so those are the three levels of heaven but then there is the outer darkness which is hell um, so this is where you and I will be going. <laughs> <laughs> um, you and take so, it over, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is where Satan and his demons are, Party. as well as yeah, as well as <laughs> extremely wicked people and also apostate Mormons, which are people who have left the church. So you could be Ted Bundy. Or you could have left a coal and you were both ending up at the same place. One seems yeah, a lot worse to me. I like connection there. Both, <laughs> both in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Bundy in Utah. I didn't even think about looking into that to talk about it. Maybe we could touch on that a little uh, bit. Yeah, we touch on that too after this. Yeah. This episode's going to be really long. I thought it, I would make it be, short. I think it's going to be one of our best episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. I'm really excited for it to come out. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's, like, the three levels of heaven and their hell, um, and Mormons are taught that if they leave the church, like, that's where they'll end up, so it's, like, it puts the fear of God in them, which that's what, like, all religions do, is put the fear of God in you. Whatever. I don't buy it. Um... Hey, have you heard of baptisms for the dead? Which is really fucked up because some of those didn't ask to have that done to them. Really fucking you know strange. I mean? Yeah, I really know someone weird. who. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know someone who did this, and I was like, like for real. It's somebody on behalf of them does it. So yeah, but it's so, so weird. What this is is so Mormons believe that even after death, people still have the chance to um, join the church and reach the highest level of heaven. Um, so they do what's called baptisms for the dead. And what this is, is someone who is already a Mormon and is baptized as Mormon. They baptize um, on behalf of someone else who has already died. So if I died, someone could go and be like, oh, we're going to baptize her. And I'd be like, no, excuse me, please don't do that. And then you come back and you haunt their asses. <laughs> I absolutely would. I would go steal all their stupid money they have hidden in the mountains. And, ugh, God, I can't. All right. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, racism and sexism stuff. Um, early beliefs of Mormons was that they believed black skin was a curse. Um there's a lot of, like, direct, I didn't take any of them, but a lot of direct quotes in the Book of Mormon 
about being white and being white is superior. The actual um, one, not the musical book. <laughs> you know, I've heard the musical book of Mormon is kind of funny. I've heard it's really funny. I that, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's also a lot of sexism in their religion. Um, their beliefs are that women are meant to bear children um, to their husbands, not only during their mortal life, but also to their in their afterlife to their husbands. And so I was reading into that a little bit more. And allegedly, when you die and you go to whatever heaven, you're the, the husband. Same shit over again. Yeah. So the husband um, starts creating and ruling planets. <laughs> <laughs> and their wife's job is to have kids to put onto that planet to make it it more powerful or whatever and make their husband more powerful which is weird she's doing all the work she is and he's claiming all of it which are we surprised we're not um okay this i need a drink hold on we should mention that um if you come to utah you you'll notice it's um very blonde hair blue eyed so that's another thing (laughs) for the majority that's why we love going to other states and seeing like you know culture normal people (laughs) like i love like i said i love walking in new york and hearing all the different languages and seeing all different people from different places because it's like such a melting pot and it's different than here everyone here is the same everyone here was just like copied and pasted honestly Everyone here thinks mayonnaise is spicy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay, so one of my best friends, she's my best friend to this day, um, she grew up Mormon because her parents were, and when she was like a teenager, she stopped going to church and just didn't want anything to do with it anymore. Um, However, she was in long enough until she was able to tell me about this thing, And so when kids turn 12 in the church, they are giving a book called For the Strength of Youth. And this is basically a booklet, which is like the standards of being Mormon. Um, And so there's a lot of um, different sections in this. Um, There's dress and appearance, um, tithing, friends, family, like all this stuff. Basically, the um, handbook. It's like the handbook for the recently deceased, but it absolutely not. is the opposite. And so I read Reads, this like, whole... instructions. Yeah, I read this whole booklet, um, and I copied and pasted. These are direct things from this booklet that I copied and pasted to share. That are were just some of my favorite things that stood out in it. Um, so first of all, this was just like the welcome to to this um and so here's what it said in all that you do stay focused on the temple in the temple you will receive the greatest of all the lord's blessings including marriage for time and all eternity keeping the standards in this booklet booklet will help you be worthy to attend the temple where you can perform sacred ordinances for your ancestors now and make essential covenants for yourself in the future. So that's uh, that's what it said. And 
here are just some of my favorite things from each little um, section of this booklet. So my first one is from the dress and appearance section. And it says, never lower your standards of dress. Do not use a special occasion as an excuse to be immodest. When you dress immodestly, you send a message that is contrary to your identity as a son or daughter of God. You also send the message that you are using your body to get attention and approval. What a great thing to, twel- to tell 12-year-olds. I don't want to see no ankle. I don't want to see no shoulders. <laughs> no, no. I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble for my shoulders at school. Ridiculous. Because so then it goes into, like, the school culture of how they, you know, you're here anyways, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's bad here. There's, um, you can take a whole class on, um, studying Mormonism in high school's I think in junior highs, too. Oh, yeah. They have their own building. Yeah. Yeah. It's their own separate building, too. Well, that's great. It's um, just a really, it's just, you know, it's weird being kind of stuck here. It we're is strange. We're, yeah. tell, we're from the, what, we're telling you from the inside of what it's like. <laughs> yeah. We are um, definitely inside on the hornet's nest inside the bees hive (laughs) yeah we are your eyes and ears for this right now so my next one is from the entertainment and media section and this says satan uses media to deceive you by making what is wrong and evil look normal humorous or exciting avoid pornography at all costs it is a poison that weakens your self-control destroys your feelings of self-worth, and changes the way you see others. It causes you to lose guidance of the spirit and damage your ability to have normal relationships with others, especially your future spouse. It limits your ability to feel true love. If you encounter pornography, turn away from it immediately. Your parents' bishop can help you with this. So, this wanted me to talk about, um, like I said, I have some friends now who used to be Mormon. I had friends who were Mormon, and I'm not friends with anymore. I've had multiple stories from these people who have been asked very um, intimate questions questions, by a grown man while they are underage. Um, Some of these include if they have had sex, if they masturbate. If they watch porn. Um, Just stuff that people shouldn't be asking you. Especially yeah. at that age. Yeah. If you're a child. Um, leave. Just leave kids alone. But a lot of religions seem to not be able to do that. Mormons it's aren't alone weird. on that one. Um, in the friends section. It says. As you strive to live the gospel. You will encourage your friends to do likewise. Um. So, if you're friends with a Mormon person, which I have first-hand experience with this, they will constantly try to make you convert to their church. Um, I've been put in many situations from not only friends, but their parents coming and, like, oh, like basically attacking me being religious. Um, I've had... Friends' parents force me to say their family prayer at dinner when I went over 
when I expressed many times that that is not something that I would like to do. And it was, I'm not friends with that person anymore. Um, it was very strange. Right. It's like, you can do what you want, but I'm not going to do it because I don't feel comfortable. And it's not something yeah. I, you know, I'm into. Yeah. Let's talk about the sexual purity section. Um, homosexual and lesbian behavior is a serious sin. If Let's you talk find- about how serious it is. These people <laughs> have buildings where they send these the people that come out and they try to convert them with like yes. horrible means by horrible means. There's a lot of horrible conversion therapy, which is not therapy programs and that's the bad part like but they don't see that as the bad part i've but it heard does horror stories me. of people it, from it have you seen the movie um but i'm a cheerleader no but i want to you i've heard it so good because <laughs> it's in the same like kind of what we're talking about but okay what we're talking about. yeah you need to watch that movie it's pretty funny okay um so if you find yourself struggling with same gender attraction or you are being persuaded to participate in appropriate behavior, seek, seek counsel from your parents and bishop. They will help you. So again, they want you to talk to other people about your sex life as a, Not your as a child. Yeah. And the weird thing is, too, is how it feels is just the vibe I'm getting is if the kids did go to their parents or for anything, they would just turn turn on them and turn them into the absolutely the, you know what i mean that's yeah not, that's not loving that's not you know that's just kind of creepy <laughs> yeah um so this is my last thing and this is from the tithings and offering section of this book and it says paying tithing is a sacred privilege pay it because you love the lord and have faith in him Pay it first, even when you think you do not have enough money to meet your other needs. Doing, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No! <laughs> Doing so will help you develop greater faith, overcome selfishness, and be more receptive to the spirit. That is a direct thing from this book that was copied and pasted. Oh, I didn't change it at all. Yeah. So, oh, you need to pay for your dog to have surgery? Oh, too bad, we need it. Oh, you need to pay for your medication? Mm, no, sorry. Like, God won't love you anymore if you don't give us money, is what I get from that. <laughs> Insert that vine of the little girl, give me all your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's all the, that's everything I included on, on Mormons. If you have anything you wanted to add or... Um, no, I not really. I think we hit the nail on the head of what it's like kind of growing up in this area. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, it's, it was weird. It's still weird. Even as an adult, it's weird. And within all that, there was also in the seventies, Ted Bunny, like hanging around here. Love that for us. (laughs) He hung around like late in high school. Apparently my best friend's mom saw that kind of car description at one point and she was a a blonde, you know, late, you know, blonde girl. And he had the house that's across from Cafe on First in mm-hmm. Salt Lake. And then he had that weird place up in the canyon. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like to. 
um that's like the utah like another big utah lore is like oh like i know so and so who knew ted bundy like i took a a criminal forensics class in high school and yeah the teacher of it she was in the in the fbi and yeah she always had stories of like oh yeah like ted bundy at like the utah university or whatever i feel like that that's everyone you know has a story about it yeah Um, crazy yeah let's talk about uh another lds thing and this is a specific family um this is the david family um we're mostly going to focus on their dad um his name is charles bruce longo um and he was a returned lds missionary who believed that he was god and that he was going to be the next prophet um he then changed his name to emmanuel david and he like, got a following, because he was preaching to people that, um, he was God, and a lot of his followers were people who were excommunicated from the church. Um, and so David and- Basically, just, like, shooting loose fish in a barrel, because he's just picking up whoever's, you know, already had- Literally. And then, like, oh, come here to me, and I'll help you. Yeah. Um, So David and his family, and I believe some of the people who followed him, they were running a knife crafting business, um, but they were also scamming people. They were tricking customers into donating money for family emergencies um, until, like, people caught on. Um, And then they moved out of that area and started staying in hotels. And... They arrived in Salt Lake City in 1977, and they were staying at what was then called the International Dunes Hotel, which then turned into the Shiloh Hotel, which is now a Holiday Inn. Um, so it's still there, it's just different uh, names. Um, so David and his wife, his wife's name was Rachel, they had seven children, and their names were Rachel, Elizabeth, Joshua, Deborah, Joseph, David, and Rebecca. And I believe they were all younger than 15. Like, they were 15 and younger. I don't know the exact ages. Um, so they were living in this hotel. And obviously that gets expensive. But followers of David were contributing their own money for the family to live in the, in the hotel. Um, so on July... 31st. I'm kind of like skipping over a lot of stuff. There was a lot about this oh, yeah, story. Yeah, I, I knew, yeah. I knew this was already going to be a long episode, so I was trying to not drag it out so much. Um, but on July 31st, 1978, Emmanuel reached out to his old mission companion, who he was still friends with. And he went to his place of work and was stating that he needed to borrow his truck and it was an emergency. And um, he was given the keys. And he drove the truck to Pinecrest Canyon. Um, and the next day, a hiker found Emmanuel dead in the truck. He, and he had committed suicide. And it himself to avoid the FBI finding him for, like, conning people out of money. Um, because w- while his followers were contributing their own money... They were also scamming other people into taking their money to pay for them to live in the hotel. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, so there was like a whole thing going on. However, his wife Rachel said that he was depressed, and that's why he killed himself. Um, so we'll go to the next day, August 2nd, 1978. 
um, his wife Rachel got the news that her husband is dead. Um, so she proceeded to throw and push all seven of her kids off of the 11th floor balcony. Um, and then she jumped herself. And people watched this happen. There obviously wasn't really anything they could do. Um, but they think at least three of the kids willingly jumped themselves and weren't pushed. Um, but they, they also... were made to. Yeah. Like, like the yeah. younger ones were probably made to. Yeah. And... Like, mom told them to that's horrible yeah it said uh, some of the other kids like they were like clinging onto the like railings of the balcony um or like onto their mom trying to get them to not throw them um but obviously like it didn't work and when people saw this woman throwing her kids off the off the balcony i guess like the bystanders were telling rachel the the bomb like telling her to jump was like, fuck you, like, you should kill yourself. And she did. Um, however, the oldest daughter, who is also named Rachel, she survived. Um, and she never talked about it much, but she did do a few interviews. And I believe it was a 1993 article. She said that she believes that her father is going to return and um her family did this so they could reunite with them and i don't know if she's still alive or not i don't i don't look into that but yeah she if she is i don't know if she still thinks that or what but yeah fucking crazy that's crazy yeah all right my next one is the escalante petrified forest state park um, I've never heard of that place. It it's south? in uh, it's in southern Utah, yeah. Um, and so, first of all, so okay, let's just let's start with the the thing about this. People would go to the state park and take pieces of petrified wood or rocks or whatever, uh-huh. and then they would go home, and bad things would start happening to them. Um. And so, first of all, um, it's illegal to take anything from any state park, I believe. Um, so, just leave it alone. Like, and just leave nature alone. Right. Like, don't write on rocks. Don't carve your yeah. name into trees. Just leave it alone. It's fine. And so, every year, the park says that they receive several pieces of petrified rocks and wood in the mail, along with letters written by the people who took them. And these people are convinced that there's a curse that has affected them and their families. And people tell stories about, um, like, traffic accidents, house fires, losing their jobs, illnesses, and death. And um, I'm pretty sure, like, this area, um, well, most of Utah, was once, like, native land. I mean, I guess all the United States was. But in Utah, like, There's a lot more. There is a lot, and so that could be one of the places where it says, like, there's a, like, a curse on the land, and that's why this happens, but who really knows? There's also, I believe, um, stories from Hawaii, too, have the same thing of certain oh, really? islands, if you go to and you take things from the island, uh-huh. then you, you people send, ended up sending back rocks and stuff in the mail, or 
I know there's other places like that too around the United States. I'm sure that it's just you can't mess with your takings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So speaking of cursed land, and this is my last thing on my list is Skinwalker Ranch. Um. So very this is very famous. I couldn't leave it out. Um, so this is locate, located located in Duchesne County. Um, it's the like Uinta Basin in northwest Utah, which is also like a very kind of like desert area. There's mm-hmm. really nothing in that area. My best friend's actually from uh, Roosevelt, which is cool. Oh, there. okay. So years ago, this land was home to the Ute and Navajo tribes. Um, and they didn't get along all the time. And they'd go back and forth between working together and fighting each other. And so the Ute tribe met a Civil War soldier um, by the name Kit Carson um, with the intent to kick the Navajo tribe off of the land. Um, they they just needed his help, I guess, to, to get him off. And this was successful. And so the Navajos were kicked off their land and the Utes settled there. And because of um, because the Utes um, betrayed them, they believe the Navajos cursed the land um, when they left. And um, I believe there's still a pretty big um, like native population in this area, and a lot of them will still say like, yeah, like don't don't come here. Um, so ever since that happened, um it said that there have been skinwalkers on the land which are shape-shifting witches of navajo lore um and i actually pulled up something about it one second i will absolutely butcher the pronunciation of this um but it is believed that skinwalkers are witches that evolved from living and spirit from living as spiritual guides and respected healers who instead made the the decision to use their power their powers for evil purposes? The witch is referred to as the Yi Naldushi, maybe I don't know how to say that by the Navajo, which translates as "With it, he moves on all fours." Which that's that's spooky. That's way spooky. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then yeah, shapeshifters are real though, so I, I like absolutely think about. <laughs> And the main animal people see these skinwalkers as is large wolves. Um, So he's on four legs, you know, that Mm -hmm. checks out. However, it is believed that based on some old rock art from however long ago, that there are drawings of these like human-like creatures and like big animals from before the Civil War. So it was before this curse was said to have been put on the land. So maybe these things have always been there. It's um, part of the land kind of thing. Yeah. So we're going to jump to 1994. And the and I'm sure there's a lot of owners. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of different people have owned this, um, this ranch. Because no one really wants to stick it out. Right. But 1994... The owner of the ranch claims to have witnessed a large wolf attack their cattle. They say that they shot at the creature and nothing happened. It just ran away. Um, but it left a rotting smell. 
and it was um, a bigger than normal wolf too like not yeah like it was giant massive wolf. yeah um and then again in 1997 with new owners they claimed to have seen a humanoid figure in the trees and they shot at it and it disappeared leaving the same uh rotting smell so same smell years later um people different people who've owned it have said to see like the same or describe the same footprints like in the dirt and in the snow in the area of like big wolves or big animals you know so aside from skinwalkers this area is huge for ufo sightings um i feel like like next to skin the other big thing that it's known for and people have also described like the weird balls of light that just like yeah orbs and then i think one story um i started watching the documentary on hulu that was the Mm -hmm. um hunt for the skinwalker or whatever yeah they talked about someone seeing like a portal open and it was like nighttime but then inside the portal it was like daytime yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so So there's been a lot of creepy stuff like that and a lot of um like um greg said there's a documentary on it on hulu that's pretty good um it's a big like that area has a big like electromagnetic fields or whatever and so when people go and try to document it like people are always having issues with their equipment and whether that's skinwalkers aliens or just the electromagnetic field who knows um but in the 50s, that's when a lot of people were um, coming about UFO sightings. But then um, people also started talking about um, And so, like we said, it's a ranch, so there's a lot of animals here. Um, but the cows were always dying. And some vanished, but others were found in really strange ways. They would have their eyes removed. Um, they'd be drained of their blood their organs removed, they would have, like, precise, clean cuts, like, on their sides or stomachs, and, like, there was no mess left behind. Yeah, very weird. Very strange. Um, I don't know if I'd ever go in that area. I wouldn't. I mean, around it, like, there's, you could go, um, I can't remember what the area is called. It's a certain lake, uh, camping area that's pretty, it's, like, haunted in the Uinta Mountains. I would like to go there. Uh-huh. Um, but I wouldn't want to go in that area. I don't think you can get on the ranch. I don't think so either. I'm pretty um, sure it's private I, property. I know in one TV show, they went to that area and they did a, um, they went to some cemetery that was nearby and it has like oh. this ridge, this ridge line that you could kind of see over to the ranch area. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't remember what it was called and I, I might want to go that area, but not like I wouldn't want to go directly in that ranch area. Yeah, dude. But if I went in that area and I started seeing like beams of light or like orbs of light or hear giant things, <laughs> I would lose yeah, my no. mind. I just wouldn't want to go. <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy. Um, I know we like talked about it a little bit last episode, but I'm a really big believer in like Native American like stories and lore oh yeah like they've been here the longest they know like, like they know they're, they're most connected to the land yeah this area they know like so when they, they say don't do something don't do don't. it <laughs> yeah um but that's kind of really all i wanted to talk about with skinwalker ranch if you have anything to 
Um, no, but if we could put it out there, if anybody wants to send us like a, a voice message through uh, um, Anchor, we can um, put that on the show for the next episode. If you have any stories about Skinwalker Ranch or Skinwalkers in general, but yes, or stories, you know what I mean? Yeah, or your That's stories funny. from the area. If there's, you know, that we left out, I'm sure yeah. we left a couple out. I'm um, sure we did. Yeah. <laughs> We would love to hear it though. I love hearing from people who listen to us. It yeah, makes send us a message. It makes what we do so fun. And, and we'll probably have a part two if we get enough stories. The fuck yeah, dude. I feel like there's so much to talk about. Yeah, we'll have a part two, definitely. Yes, I love that. But yeah, that's yes. everything I have. We did talk uh, we did talk a little bit about Ted Bundy that he was here in this area too. So. Yes. Um yeah. do you is there any ideas you have for our next episode or I don't know if I have anything right now. Do you? Um, I had something, but it totally flew out of my head. So I'll, <laughs> I'll text you later. And let you know. That's totally fine. I'll brainstorm some stuff too. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. This is a yeah. Long thanks one. for listening to our it. extra long episode, and I hope you didn't get too annoyed by my voice and talking so much. <laughs> it was fun. I liked all the stories. It was fun. It was a good time. Um, it's like a, it's, a, it's a special treat since we didn't do an episode last week. Exactly. Here's an extra long one for you. <laughs> to make up for it. Yeah. So grab a snack if you listen to us while you're at work. Stay productive and you just hang told out with us. Before the episode. <laughs> I didn't think it would be fucking almost two hours long. Maybe edit it. <laughs> And be like, hey, Aaliyah never stops talking, so. But it's all good stories. I can't edit any of it out. (laughs) (laughs) Just the technical difficulties at the beginning, so. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, well, next time, until next time, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.